0: This episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shopper run the world's tiniest
1: boutiques with Collectin.
0: Welcome to Girl Influence Power podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Lee, entrepreneur, jewelry designer, CEO, co-founder of Collectin, an app that lets you shop influencer and designer labels direct from the source. Thank you for tuning in, Life on Castbox. This episode is brought to you by Collectin. Shop the world's tiniest boutiques in partnership with Castbox. For those tuning in to our podcast for the first time, what is Girl Influence Power? It's my podcast dedicated to interviewing influential women, whether she's an entrepreneur, an influencer, or a public figure, to explore the common thread that binds us together and makes us successful as influencers. Today, my guest is Mercy Tolentino-Steinweich. She is one of my role models of what a successful businesswoman entrepreneur should look like. Mercy is the CEO and founder of Forensis Group. Forensis Group is an expert witness services and consulting company providing experts and consultants to law firms and other private and public companies. Mercy founded her company in 1991 and have since grown it to over 30 million in sales with over 3,000 consultants, 20,000 clients and 30,000 litigation cases nationwide. Mercy and her company has been recognized as the top 100 women-owned business and top minority-owned business in Los Angeles for nine consecutive years. Mercy is also very passionate about giving back and making an impact in her community. She serves on the board of Red Cross San Gabriel Valley. She's also a community board member for Youth Business Alliance that focuses on empowering students to build essential business skills. Not only that, Mercy is very passionate about about giving back to her home country of Philippines by sponsoring nutrition and scholarship programs for students. And I have the privilege of knowing Mercy from being part of the same Vistage Group and for many, many, many years. And we've been speakers together at different business venues. And it always amazes me that Mercy can talk about business and be so focused. And all of a sudden, when she turns that off, she's laid back, and she can talk about anything, especially her passion in in giving back and building a better world. So welcome, Mercy. What an introduction. That was amazing,
1: (laughs) Nadia, and thank you so much. No, thanks for coming to my show.
0: I love having my friends
1: come to the show. (laughs) It's it's my honor and privilege to be here, and I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, thank you. So we're going to jump right in and really talk about your career and your influence. So let's go back to the earliest days. So where you're born, where were you born?
1: Imagine an archipelago of 7,200 islands mm-hmm. across the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. I was born in one of those islands really? in the Philippines. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, it was... And so what's your earliest memory growing memories?
1: up? Actually, that, to that town was a, is a sleepy mm-hmm, hometown. Mm-hmm. It's like time stands right. still. And I was mm-hmm. just there not too long ago, like the other month. And sure enough, time stood still. But it is a place of... Where there's a strong sense of community, uh-huh. tradition, religion, also. Right, and, right, right. And people care for each right, other. Right, so right. that's a, my earliest memories. There's so many. I have mm-hmm. to choose. <laughs> let me take you. So, earliest memories, that means my childhood. So, let me take you in our garden where mm-hmm. I'll be digging um, brown clay and mm-hmm. molding this brown earth into different shapes, like wow. animals, mm-hmm. a fruit plate, and uh, miniature stoves mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and pots and pans and even right. tried it and dangerously left a spot there so um, or we will get hibiscus right and with a little uh, detergent mm-hmm. take the pistol put it all together and that's how we, Made bubbles.
0: Really? Yeah. So it's my ah. memory is
1: that abundance of uh, na- the beauty of nature. Uh-huh. Wow. Blue skies, right, heavy right, rains, right. so thunder, lightning, butterflies, right. dragonflies, but it's also an abundance of the wrath of nature.
0: Uh-huh. Right. There's a lot of rainfall yeah. there.
1: <laughs> We're on the typhoon belt of the... Oh, um, right. You know, the Philippines in the right, typhoon right, belt. Right, right, right. And so I remember walking home from school mm-hmm. and having to dock because mm-hmm. I see these pieces of galvanized iron that have mm-hmm. come off the roof flying around. Oh, wow. So you have to dock or you have right, to go right, right. to go over fallen trees. So right, those right. are all the memories I have. With abundance, mm-hmm. is also scarcity. Right, in right. that place, there's not much... Happening, mm-hmm. no glittering lights, mm-hmm. no toys for us. We had to make up our right. toys. No, not many opportunities as well. It's right. so. What's education like then? It's there, free right? for um, mm-hmm. for the elementary right. uh, mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. but after that, if you don't have money, you don't get educated. Okay. So if we have now, I'll tell a story of one right. of them, um, of Michael Manalili. Mm-hmm. Michael, uh, my father, when he was alive 20 years ago, he found Michael Manalili, who was a very bright boy, first mm-hmm. honors in his class in one of the most remote areas in the Philippines. And he couldn't go to school, but wanted to go to school. So mm-hmm. what took him in as a scholar and he worked hard and now is a licensed civil engineer, top ah. 12 in the country and has a company with 50 employees. Mm-hmm. The good part is he's also sending scholars on right. his own. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if we we did not make, uh, if we didn't uh, take him in as a right, scholar, right, right. that would have been a life right, of unrealized right. potential. Right. Just like That's that. True. It That's would true. have been a life of um, just going into the rivers, fishing, yeah. feeding the family, having your own family, right, right. and then perpetuate that cycle of right. poverty. Exactly. So poverty is the adverse right. adversity is education. Right,
0: that's true. Um, and so you do a lot of work going, uh, sp- sponsoring and, scho- you know, doing scholarship programs for the Philippines. Yes, yeah. we do
1: from day one, but we put a structure to it like 13 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, um, put a structure to it means it becomes part of our right, right. DNA in the company. So we put it in our end of Job, we ask our clients mm-hmm. to participate, not really with money, but mm-hmm. just for us to create awareness that, you know, let's think outside of ourselves. Right, there are right. many people right. who need to be so helped. So you make that a
0: kind of initiative also in your work, in your business. Yes, as well. it's
1: part of our uh, structure. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud to say that in the last 13 years, we've produced, I believe, over 30,000 of our own money. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's just the awareness ah, that I wanted to right, right, get right. included. That's in. true.
0: That's true. Because every every penny counts, and if you can oh. send someone with a dream um, to be able to yeah achieve that dream and make make an impact on this yes, world as well,
1: a little bit goes a long way, especially right. in um in Philippines developing countries. Right. Yeah. it's
0: true. Um, so, was there any strong influence on you when you were a child, or any women role models that you look up to?
1: Uh, be it a lion or a tiger I'm not afraid that's uh-huh. from my childhood and every time I share that uh-huh. I see the face of my mother
0: ah, so it's
1: my okay. mother my mother once I was going to be cheated out of my rightful place uh-huh, and, uh-huh. you know, as a first honor valedictorian right. she talked to the teacher the principal because of favoritism and then stopped until she got what was right for me uh-huh. so from there I um, she taught me How to have belief in myself and the courage to fight for what is right, even Mm -hmm. if you have to... Take the risks,
0: right? Right. It's true because so, I think yeah. I think women nowadays they really need to learn to be, you know, very secure and very confident about themselves, so that to not feel like oh, you know, this world is filled with prejudice. So I think it's important when you arm yourself with the tools that you won't be affected by you know the prejudice that's definitely. happening around around us. Yes, um, so was it tough being an immigrant and coming to the U.S.? Uh, did you have any struggles?
1: Um, I would say yes, but. Uh, I was so focused and driven, and Mm -hmm. part of it is like an adventure for me so that all those difficulties probably melted away in Mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. Difficulties would be like I'm out there, I don't have a job, I don't have insurance, I don't have a car, Mm -hmm. I don't have a place after I crashed on the couch of my friend Mm -hmm. and had to ask a woman, a stranger in church, to ask, do you have a bedroom? So those are hard realities Uh that I had to face with. But I think the most... um, The most important one is the psychological Uh uh, part of it because back home, I was well-educated. I had Mm -hmm. measurable success. I Mm -hmm. was an officer with a secretary on the side. I was writing, getting published and Mm -hmm. teaching. And then when I came here, I had my career to take a dive below zero Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I had to underqualify myself to even get a job right. and and so that's a reality but then I have to tell you a little story I was working at a factory I didn't have a car so I had to get a ride from someone mm-hmm. but I had to be dropped off so early because right. we worked in a different car so I was cold I didn't have the right clothes and the door was not open there was like an hour so I went to the reception area It was just dark it, I mean it was not mm-hmm. a big deal but I was told I could not go there really to seek warmth uh-huh. for no apparent reason so that was hmm I said I'm it's, that's a psychological right, adjustment right, 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 that right, I had. But if right. I had to pull all this together mm-hmm, into a big picture,
0: right. I had fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In the well, end, good. I had fun. I mean, you're a very a, positive yeah, person. It's an adventure, and I always have a good <laughs> right, home to right, go back to. Right.
0: So now, tell me the moment when you decided that I'm going to start Forensis Group. So
1: what is that catalyst? Yes, I remember. It was um, 1990. I was a marketing manager in Century City. Mm -hmm. So having just arrived here like 10 years before as an immigrant and and looking at me and looking at my surroundings, I thought to myself, I've arrived. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I lost my job
0: for no apparent reason. (laughs) I don't
1: know why they couldn't tell me exactly why they're letting me go. So then at that point, I realized nobody should have that much control over right. my future. That, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, Peter Drucker says, the only way to predict your future is mm-hmm. to create it. Right, right. So I wanted my time mm-hmm. uh, and flexibility with my time because of uh, I had a young family, mm-hmm. and I didn't want anybody having that control if I, whether I have money or not. Right. So I mm-hmm. wanted a shot at financial freedom. Mm-hmm. So then uh, that was an opportunity for me to. Start a company based on a business Mm -hmm. idea I had, which was to to provide experts and consultants in construction Mm -hmm. to the legal profession. So then I ran it by a few friends, an architect, uh, an engineer, and a lawyer. What do you think they told me? No, 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 no. It's always a no for women. (laughs) You're right. But not just one no. No, no, no. Mercy can't do it. I said, why not? Because you're not an engineer. You're not a you're not a lawyer. You don't even have your business degree. Besides you are a young mother with a young family. Mm -hmm. No, you're a woman minority immigrant. male-dominated society. So what did I do? I smiled at them and went home and um, started the company anyway in the dining area of my home in Altadena (laughs) until I needed a Uh, a better place that I can afford which became the Pasadena Library Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that's why I I went and one time I was going and it was closed I said who closed my office without telling me it was the recession (laughs) Ah. and they cut the hours Ah. and so with that and $3,000 on my uh, credit card for Mm -hmm. an LC Mac Mm -hmm. and this uh, modern state of the art equipment called fax machine (laughs) (laughs) I took off and never looked back (laughs) that's how I I started
0: Discover the first we by being in the library.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it had the best resources, right. all the business periodicals <laughs> with that green light over That's you. It was true. so cool. Yeah.
0: So, what do you think is your best personality trait that made you successful?
1: Hmm. Um, I would say deep down. It starts from deep down, knowing mm-hmm. yourself, knowing your right. purpose, what you stand up for, mm-hmm. and also having that definiteness of purpose and right. pursuing it with a burning desire, uh, but without losing sight of your priorities, right, of what right. matters to you. Right, that's Because true. business can consume and if right. that's your priority, that's fine, right, but right. if that's not all of it. You want to make sure you don't lose sight of that. And then decisions will be easier to make every single day.
0: Yeah, because I know you focus a lot on family work balance. So it's not just about building the business. It's also having a balance and spend time because you're a mother as well with three kids. So you need to balance everything. Definitely. Um, (laughs) And it's
1: time you can't um, bring back Mm -hmm, the time that you can spend with them. That's true. That's
0: very, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's actually the one thing, the one takeaway that Mm -hmm. actually, yeah, you actually told me that very early on.
1: I'm, I'm, so I am telling myself that now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now so there are a lot of growing pains with growing a company and you've had this company for so long. Mm-hmm. Um that what do you think is there a whatever, a point where you go, Oh my god, this is really, really tough, everything's falling apart, or just a difficult moment. Um and what was that like?
1: Definitely. And it just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it just happened. It's all in the name of change. Uh-huh, right. Change is so complex, right. especially change when it comes to people. right? Oh, so, yes. uh, yeah, I remember there was a change of top management right, and right. people were not very sure of what was happening. Right. They probably had information gaps and were filling it with assumptions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um and when there's a vacuum of power that right, I also kind of right. sends people in all directions. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that I uh, communicate with them, connect with them right, right. so that trust can be built moment by moment right. and to tell them that I'm here for them mm-hmm. and what the support for me look like, answer any questions they have. Right. But it doesn't happen right away. No. Yeah. What I realize is if... As a leader, or your leadership, and my, mm-hmm. is, you're here, but some of the people are at different places, They're in their, not aligned with your yeah, culture, understanding or even embracing change. Right. So that was difficult because, but it's with people because it's with people. Right. Uh, And then technology, too, is a disruption, but for all the good reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you get disrupted, (laughs) that's really difficult. And I keep saying, these are growing pains. This is the, you know, that's the the cost of of being better is that pain. But in all of this, uh, it was really what we're all about, our mission, our vision, especially our core values. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's where I look to because the core values... And the behavior that supports right. it, uh, kindness, respect, define the culture right. as to how people yes. behave. And we look to our core values t- to fire people, to hire people <laughs> in true. all the decisions that we make in good and bad times. Right, actually. it's true.
0: A really effective company management is about preserving that culture and that yeah. core value. And, and and you know, for people out there who have never managed a company, like you really can hire good people and fire good people. Because you know What your value is I mean Sometimes Definitely. you have A really good employee And he's He's really good But he just doesn't Fit your culture But he's very disruptive At the end of the day You have to fire him because Exactly it's, yeah, Because yeah. that's just Not the culture That you're building And it's your yeah. company With your specific Culture And, and yeah Definitely. It's very important Yeah It's Definitely. all in the people <laughs> yeah. People yes. yes If you, you can... want to move it forward It's right? in the people Right And the people They're the
1: drivers <laughs> yeah. of change People right. Exactly
0: And then now we have <laughs> deal with the technology of course but you know you're yeah. one of the first to go on the internet too to get all of your business from the internet or most of your business yes
1: yes yeah so you're really a leader in technology well, in some way I ways. try I mean if you <laughs> I may not be technologically savvy <laughs> right but my de- my ideas are right there <laughs> right, right, right 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 yeah the internet un- enabled us to break down all geographical barriers and mm-hmm. we were able to expand Nationwide. Right. Because of that. Right,
0: right. Because you don't have to be in California. You don't have to be there.
1: That's true. That's very true. All right. Well,
0: we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with Mercy.
1: Now you can try
0: before you buy on Collect It. Introducing Experience, the new way to shop jewelry. Flaunt your style and express your creativity with experience. Get it today, only on Collectin. We're back with Mercy, so we're going to talk a little bit about your influence. So your husband, Howard, is an amazing artist. So I hear you paint as well. Is that a hobby, a second career? I mean, what do you like about painting?
1: Yeah, my husband is an amazing artist. He comes up with ideas that are timeless, Mm -hmm. that will withstand the test of time. As for me, um, I love to do it. I'm not sure where it's going to go. This is one where, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to let the natural course of things happen, but to me, it's like a, a visual language.
0: Uh-huh. It
1: enables me to capture the essence of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling about the world, uh-huh. the beauty or the problems we face okay. and the challenges and and then put them in, uh, in images right. and have fun with the colors. Ah, like okay. I feel for refugees. Right. I paint hey. their faces. In fact, I started painting because of the faces of the – Victims of Typhoon Heian, ah, the, uh-huh. the kids, yes, that's how uh-huh. it got me started, ah, because I okay. wanted so much to right. help them, uh-huh. and I see their faces in a newspaper, right, so right. Then, then a friend of mine sent me all these materials, and I just started. Painting, painting their ah, faces
0: okay. so, yeah, I guess I'm not very familiar with art but um, like you what kind of medium are. do you use or like what kind of you know <laughs> what
1: kind of materials do you use what, to paint <laughs> I am not also because I'm not trained at all whatever I use is what comes my way I it's primarily oil now uh-huh, but I uh-huh. started with acrylic and mm-hmm. it's on canvas I did drawings with charcoal mm-hmm. also So it's all over. I'm not Ah, trained at all, and I'm trying to really just be... Spontaneous and here, right? Well, the I don't essence. think artist
0: needs to be trained. You know, I think artists, is, I mean, art is also really a talent and a passion. For some artists, maybe the training helps, but yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah. I, I, you know, maybe, at some point, yeah. it probably will. But for me, I think it's too late. I just have to just put it all out there, whatever I have to say visually. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you've built Forensis Group for over thirty years now. So what do you see that's next for that's for next your for us or oh, yes. for even
1: for you? Yeah. Yes. For for the company, see, we provide the experts and consultants mm-hmm. to the legal profession after the fact, right, right. Uh, when something has gone wrong, to find out what really right. uh, happened when something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So we would like to provide the best minds before the fact, before ah. damages happen, mm-hmm. before lives are lost. Right. So, and and that's still in the with our mission of truth, and that right, reinforces right. our mission of truth because mm-hmm. our mission is to. Um, uncover, to provide the best minds right. to, so that they can unveil the facts, uncover the truth, mm-hmm. prevent damages, right. improve our lives, and change um, human experience for uh, the better in mm-hmm, the world. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's what I see, is okay. that full
0: circle. Right, right, right. still
1: so Full circle.
0: Right, and you, you're very involved in giving back and philanthropy. So maybe tell me a little bit about yeah. some of your philanthropy efforts ep- Efforts like with Red Cross, um, you know, how did you get involved in that? In
1: Red Cross, that's right. So actually, it was you who told me that there was a very big typhoon in the Philippines. We were at a retreat. Do you remember? (laughs) And I said, uh, Yeah, I said, Nadia we have typhoons every day. We're on the typhoon belt. But when I came back and I Mm -hmm. saw the newspaper, it was devastating. It was Ah. the typhoon of the century. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I saw these faces of children Mm -hmm. hopeless, you know, without a stitch of clothing on their backs. So I I went about working and then I was in one of the business conferences Ah, and mm -hmm. I told a lawyer, you know, I can't really work. I'm so... And then he connected me with the Red Cross. Ah, uh And the Red Cross stepped up and did an event at the Rose Bowl Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where we uh which they just did but they right. did another event for mm-hmm. me and we raised close to thirty thousand um, dollars to and then they sent it right, right, to right. the uh, children to the right, to right. the victims mm-hmm. so that's how I got involved ah, with Red I, Cross
0: okay do you, now do you think women approach philanthropy in their own unique ways um, and like how do you like approach philanthropy
1: mm-hmm. yeah well philanthropy for me is because the it's because of education that I'm right. here. Mm-hmm. So that's my passion obsession right, right. is to give the gift of hope the, through the gift of education. Right.
0: So what's uh, important to you?
1: Yeah, Is, yeah. It, is it's what's is it? important to me. Okay. But as far as women, I think you can trace that back as to women le- leadership. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. women, uh, unless we'll talk about that. no, right? no, no. So women yeah. leadership, um, I know, is more... Mm-hmm transformational participative collaborative and nurturing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so those are characteristics of women leadership that are not very apparent in 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 men leadership
0: yes that's true uh,
1: which are more transactional task oriented Mm -hmm. independent right although empathetic (laughs) yeah although I have to say before I make my point that I think we will be successful equally and Mm -hmm. those traits are not Mutually exclusive, we just have to learn from each other. That's true. Yeah, but my point uh, was that women leadership, as in women philanthropy, Mm -hmm. if you want to be nurturing, that's more transformational, Mm -hmm. and that's growth and development that is permanent in the life of that person, Mm -hmm. and it's something you cannot take away. Right,
0: that's right. So
1: for me, that's Mm -hmm. women philanthropy, women... Leadership.
0: Okay, so now, you know, like the environment keeps changing. Do you think, like nowadays, I mean, I feel like nowadays women have more opportunities. Do you think that um, women still have major roadblocks in, you know, being leaders, being CEOs, or making, you know, making, really be in a more primary role, I guess, in mm-hmm. changing the
1: world? I think it's changing. It's changing and moving in the right, right direction, mm-hmm. but I. Probably There are probably still some roadblocks. Right. Did well, you we, have
0: some major ones when you were starting out? Yeah,
1: I will tell you. <laughs> but the, the reason, too, is uh, the systems and structures that were passed on to us mm-hmm. from history, by right, history, right, right. from hundreds of history, mm-hmm. history, and then entrenched by society, were just... Uh, collapsing those one by right, one, right, so right. that won't happen overnight. Right, right. But the fact that we're it's it's an active conversation; right. people are aware of it. You know, that's it, it's a good thing. It's getting awareness, and then it's getting a real body. and And people are being um, women are being empowered, mm-hmm. and they have a voice now. Do, do I have, have any do you, yeah. you have any juicy stories to tell I where do. you feel like,
0: hey, I, I was that was so unfair because I was a woman or you know, comments
1: I, Yeah, <laughs> that no, you get. I, I do. I've been screamed at, I've been winked at but this uh, this one I have to tell I was at a construction trade show in mm-hmm, downtown. So mm-hmm. I had my best suit on. Yeah. It has to be dark, uh-huh. dark blue. You know, cause Cause it's it's a, men, a construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a man's world. Yeah. So I have my booth on, and I was so driven and happy to yeah. be there. Mm-hmm. And then from across the hall, I see Bill. Uh-huh. Bill is a is a big time officer right, of right. a large trade association, mm-hmm. going around talking to the companies exhibiting there. Yeah. And when he came to me, he said, uh, "Mercy, I'm only here." I'm only here because of a conference, and mm-hmm. I'm only telling you because I was given the task of telling everyone in mm. this com- mm-hmm. company, but I don't think it's for you. He oh. said that. And then before he left, uh, he looked at me and said, by the way, when you go home, are you still going to uh, cook, wash dishes, wash clothes? And so I said, yes. Because mm-hmm. I have a family, right, right. So I was so focused; I didn't right. pay any mind. Right, right. I was naive too. But right. when I went home, my husband said that wasn't a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that, yeah was, was, that
0: was pretty much, yeah, yeah.
1: But I was so prejudiced. focused. Yeah, yeah because I, I was you're a, a woman. Yeah, I was. It's a construction, and right. so that's the that's the beginning of my awareness that different rules. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill treated saw me. I was right. different from him. Right and so treated me differently. Right, and so right. that was my um, beginning of my awareness that different rules apply to different right. uh, to men and men women would, in the yeah, male-dominated industry. And so that was the beginning of my determination to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> you get older, you get wiser, and you don't let the men step all over you
1: anymore. Um, no, it's a good thing I was naive and they just deflect. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what, actually? I was very I, focused.
0: Because yeah. I was in a conversation yesterday at a business women also leadership um, yeah. uh, conference yeah. And they were saying that a lot of the women who are successful weren't actually aware that they were being... you know, prejudice because they were a woman. They just felt yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just having a conversation with a man and mm-hmm. certain things you said, like you said, you go home and you reflect upon it and you said, hey, that was because I was a woman. He would never have said that to me had mm-hmm. I been, a, you know, a man, yeah. right? So, but then a lot of successful women, we don't think of it as like, I'm going in there because I, I'm a woman and I, you know, I need to be different. Mm-hmm. We just go in there because we need to do our job. Exactly. And we, we see it as just as the men, and we're just there to do, you know, what we need to do. Yeah, but, no, yeah. exactly. But that we're was, so like, focused. Inter- yeah, I know. yeah, it's such interesting well, I didn't insight. Even, I
1: know. <laughs> Unless my husband told me, I didn't even. Right, like, right, I thought right. they were just questions. Right, I'm right. so focused. I'm so <laughs> yeah, driven. So everything true. got deflected. <laughs> right. I don't have time for yeah. any of <laughs> negative misery energy. or yes, victimization. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: So, with all your expert clients, what percentage do you say are women?
1: Um, Fifteen percent. Oh, okay. About five hundred.
0: Okay, so that's not bad. That's, that's not a good, bad. Healthy percentage.
1: Yeah, but of course we should not happy be happy with fifteen percent, right, right, right. and
0: it's going to increase over time. You it, it feel it should
1: increase, but that's also a factor of what was outside of us, uh-huh, uh-huh. like the other institutions, right, right. education, right, for example, right, uh-huh. because we're in the sciences, right? Engineering, and I have to take more and be proud because Emily, who's a a teacher, my mm-hmm, daughter, mm-hmm. and my um, and uh, my son, uh, Jake, Jacob, in the graduate um, program, are very involved mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. diversity, inclusion, and right, equality right. in their own. And then, yeah. my daughter
0: <laughs> <laughs> So you know, inclusion and diversity is such a big buzzword in corporations now. So why is that important to you?
1: Uh, when I was a child, I was taught to be um, to, to believe in myself, have mm-hmm, the courage mm-hmm. to. Fight for what's right, and right. Um, mm-hmm. even though you have to take risks, mm-hmm. and that powerful life lesson right. brought me to here in this country, ten thousand mm-hmm. miles away. So I made it here, mm-hmm. and I against all odds, right? Against all the hurdles I had to overcome, and I'm making a difference. Yeah, the fa- my family is making a difference. The company is making a difference, and so my wish is that we in this country we can continually we can continually welcome people from different parts mm-hmm. of the world some right. of whom are the best and the brightest mm-hmm. so that and they bring different ideas different ways of thinking mm-hmm. that would promote innovation creativity and, and enrich our lives and right. we live a prosperous lives that's the world i want to pass on right. to my children mm-hmm. and that's why it's important and the question to all of us is can we really make a difference if we all think alike, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> depending on who you ask, <laughs>
1: I know. I just had to say, my <laughs> right, that's right. what I believe.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, you, so, so, do you hire different people with different backgrounds and diversity? But what do you have like events, and you're coming? What do you do to like?
1: To To support diversity and inclusion.
0: inclusion, Yeah, Yeah,
1: organically we are diverse Uh and inclusive. If I look around, I think there are nine races, and you know it's it's very diverse. Right, right. But internally, because it is embedded in Mm -hmm, in our mm -hmm. culture, in our core core values, our mission, Mm -hmm. so it's it's there, Mm -hmm. and it manifests itself in in many ways, Uh, in team collaboration, Mm -hmm. cross pollination of ideas. Support feedback system, mm-hmm. open door policy, right. uh, you know, appreciating their resiliency mm-hmm. or their good ideas, mm-hmm. and then supporting some of their projects too. Ah, okay. Yeah, like I, there, we have someone there who does plugging LA, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is picking up waste mm-hmm. in a park, just out of their own volition. Uh-huh. So, so we support that. And uh, Nina, our director of mm-hmm. marketing also leads to social consciousness and social mm-hmm, mm-hmm. responsibility and, right, right. and but it starts from home right right from the office right, we then right. we buy plastics and right, right. i mean that's part of being a solution to the <laughs> <laughs> to the <laughs> challenges of today but that's what we do right right
0: um yeah. so in, in every yeah. little way we all, we all try Definitely. to contribute like i'll have my culture day or at least i call my culture um. day where i just eat different Cultures, food. Oh,
1: I see. <laughs> uh, because you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That because reminds me. Because yeah. the food connects us. Oh, tell me when know? that's happening. Yeah. I can come. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, I want to know. Yeah, you know, where's the next Philippines place <laughs> to go? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one thing I have to tell you though. We have had the TED Talks. I mm-hmm, think I mm-hmm. mentioned that, right, right, where everyone um, has takes turns in choosing mm-hmm. what the, the, the TED Talk we will see, and yeah. they will spearhead the the discussion mm-hmm. and so that's a way of opening and welcoming different ways of thinking yeah and so like I'm not into video games but there was a video game and now I learned mm-hmm. how important video games could be oh <laughs> it's know, a so, big market yeah so <laughs> different people choose their di- and and then they right, uh, right. so that's a diverse right, right, workplace right.
0: Yeah. So let's close the the conversation now. So like for any aspiring young woman entrepreneurs out there, what advice would you give them in terms of having, you know, how do you balance the best of two worlds uh, with family and work or or just any advice that you think would be really helpful to yourself if you were like 15 years younger and, Mm -hmm. you know, was starting and growing your business, you know, that Uh kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it will have to go back to what I said before, because it always starts from within. Mm-hmm. Deep, deepest within.
0: Right.
1: You have to know who you are. Right. Which is, could be a process. Yes, you know? yes. That's, <laughs> who, it could be a long yeah, process. Yeah, long process. <laughs> but at least you're aware of right. it. Yeah. Who you are, mm-hmm. what you stand up for, your purpose. Right. Uh, what matters to you. And then once you have that purpose, that definiteness of purpose, and then have that burning desire to right. achieve it. Be very focused. Right. But without losing sight of your priorities because then you can be consumed with business. So uh, that's how I remember how I made decisions every single day as to where I would be. Is it at a football game or a cheering competition Mm -hmm. or a drama or shall I make extra five calls? So, you know, it's like your moral compass. If you know who you are, your purpose, what you stand up for, but you have that burning desire Mm -hmm. for for your purpose. Right but also um, know what matters. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, too, is um, have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. That is very important nowadays. <laughs> yeah, we've made yes. it one of our
1: core values. Right, right. And right. then um, mm. this, we cannot, I mean, this is important. Surround yourself with inspiring people. That's true. Like all of us in, <laughs> a, in our true. group. Yes. Yeah, we learn yeah. so much right, from each right, other. Right,
0: right, and help each other. Yeah, and Women help and each men. other. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you don't want to feel isolated right, when you're confronted right. with some very critical questions. <laughs> right, right. So I'd say those would be.
0: Wow, that's my- nice. Yeah, that's why you're my role model, Mercy. <laughs> thank you so much. That's a big, that's a tall task, <laughs> no, Nadia. No, no, no. That's a tall task. Because I was young and naive when I first joined Vistage. That was over 15 years ago, yeah. I think. Yeah, but-, oh,
1: but you were so driven. Oh. You had so much energy and you knew what you wanted. And you too. <laughs> oh. The two of us. Well, the energy <laughs> right?
0: Well, thank you, Mercy, for joining us today and sharing your amazing stories. You're so inspirational for women pursuing their passions and entrepreneurship, and then really enjoying the fruits of your labor and giving back um, to make the world better. So for all of you out there who haven't followed Mercy Steinweig, you need to do it now. She's an amazing woman of influence who has great stories to share with you. So you can follow Mercy and uh, Forensis Group on Twitter, LinkedIn, or on her company website, forensisgroup.com. If you enjoy our podcast today, please subscribe to our podcast and check out our videos on Website girlinfluencepower.com or on Collectin's YouTube channel. And there you have it, Mercy. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you for you, coming. Thank you
1: so much, Nadia, and thank you, everyone. <laughs> this has been a privilege. Oh, it's fun.
0: <laughs> it that, is fun. <laughs> yep, and that's <laughs> a wrap. <laughs>